people say, you know, take the intro classes. And I didn't do that. And part of it's like, I've done spinning before. I know how to do this. I, you know, I know about form. I know about pedal strokes and all that stuff. And there's a little bit of arrogance in that, but it's kind of true. And so I didn't want to do that and make it feel like it was too easy. But like, if you're just getting started, do the beginning stuff, take different instructors. Don't burn yourself out. That's a key thing. And get into some of the other stuff. Like the strengths program is really good and find the instructors you like. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 254. (laughs) I'm here to help. I'm basically like the project manager of the Clip Out. This is Crystal O'Keefe, and and you can ignore the self-proclaimed project manager. This is Tom O'Keefe. I've got a plaid belt in project management. It's not. No. Is that how it works? No, it's not. They invented it for me because I was so good at it. No. No. The way I... Keep everything on schedule here. <laughs> Remember when you used to be a project manager? Oh my God, how what? rude. <laughs> I still keep your butt on schedule. So there. So I'm on schedule. Oh, look at that look. John Mills, there's your gift. That's the sour face. I think that might be the f- the first one she's If you haven't checked out the clip out, the youtube.com slash the clip out. That's the look I get from her. She's never done it on the show. It's taken five years. But now you see the real clip out crystal. It's what I really deal with day in, day out. So there. I feel vindicated. Good for you. I'm happy for you. You look it. You look it. I don't know. Where were we at? Starting the show. By the time you hear this, we will have just gotten back from New York. We will. That Fly, is true. We're flying up to New York for a, a quick thing. Yeah. 24 hours. Boom. That's In it. And out. That's, what, that's how we do. Yeah. Should we say why we're going to New York? Yeah, I think so. You guys might remember that Howie Godnick passed away suddenly this year. And uh, there's a group of folks that are celebrating his birthday. And we were invited. So we're going to zoom up there and um, memorialize Howie and appreciate, celebrate his birthday. Then we'll be heading right back. So it'll be, can we say fun? I'd like. It will be wonderful to see people that we have not seen. Absolutely. In so long. And it will be wonderful to hear fun stories that will make, I mean, I can, I can anticipate some of these stories that we're going to be hearing about Howie, and that's going to make my day. So, absolutely, it's going to be a very heart filling opportunity. I think you know. Yeah, and there'll be pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see you can see where Tom stands on these <laughs> things. Yep, you little project manager, you. Yeah. <laughs> so, just that's the, what they used to lure me in. They were like, <laughs> "We're doing this wonderful, heartfelt, commemorative thing." And tell Tom there'll be pizza. And then he was in. Yeah. That's like. (laughs) It's not true. That's not true. You heard Howie and you were like, yes. (laughs) The pizza is just a happy accident. 
You act like you're stone hearted, but you got a heart of gold over there, mister. I don't know what you're talking about. I do. That's just <laughs> a vicious rumor started by somebody I gave the shirt off my back to. <laughs> so what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Well, we're going to do an in-depth conversation about the guide, my experience this week. You've had it for a week, and so you can finally give people real, honest-to-God insight. Yes, we've got a visit from Dr. Jen, and it's it's all about like an injury and how to mentally get past that. We also have a visit from Angelo at MetPro, and it's all about resisting temptation. And then we have a lot like of... pizza. <laughs> Which apparently you're not worried about resisting at all. I sent you that that note and you literally said, I guess we're not going to have a MetPro day. <laughs> Thank goodness Angelo doesn't listen to his, his segments. I was like, I don't know what happened. I think it's bloat from the plane. <laughs> As long as you lose it in 24 hours. Yeah. We're also going to talk about some other things going on with the instructors and some in case you missed it stuff. People getting their gifts for the 15,000 minutes. Things like that. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. And while you're there, follow us so you never miss an episode. I was looking at our data this week. Apple has new data. And I found out that... 94% of our listeners every week are already subscribed. Oh, wow. Isn't that nice? So the 6% of you out there, I'm just applying a little peer pressure. (laughs) You're kind of a nerd. So (laughs) all the cool kids did it. If everyone else jumped, if everyone jumped off a bridge, would you? And that's a that's a good way to convince them to hit the subscribe. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The follow follow button. button. And what did I tell my mom when she used to say that to me? I don't know. I said if everyone else jumped off a bridge, I'd be the last person on earth. So, of course, I would jump off. <laughs> what would be the point? You would be like, well, I don't know how to do anything myself. Yeah, what am I going to do? My hands won't gotta, open. Yeah. Like I gotta, <laughs> what, am I going to go be a farmer now? Like, what? what? <laughs> I would get like a cavity and die from the infection. Like, what would like? Oh yeah, no, I'll just follow everybody else at that uh, point. So, uh, where was I at? Oh, I also, have no idea. you could leave us a review while you're there. That's always helpful because who wouldn't want to review positively a podcast that apparently just encouraged mass suicide? Oh, my God. So- <laughs> Do not at me. <laughs> At Tom. It was hypothetical. You know, people never at you. I think this is interesting. It's like they know you're not even going to bother reading it, that you won't care. (laughs) So somehow I get all the complaints. What's that about? It seems like a great plan. Mm. It's the sort of thing a project manager would come up with. Well, apparently you're a real good project manager. So I guess. I'm glad you're finally acknowledging (laughs) that. So I guess they should send it all to you. All right. No, I've delegated. So anyway, I'm shamelessly plugging. All right. <laughs> Get to it. I'm trying. So also you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group and check out our YouTube channel where you can see Crystal. Give me her sour face and uh, youtube.com slash the clip out. Finally, I saw we throw a lot of articles and stuff at you over the course of an episode and it's hard to write down URLs while you're driving. So uh, you can sign up for the newsletter at the and they will all be sent to you weekly there. I'm done. Let's dig in. Shall we? We shall run, lift and live with John Mills. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills from Run, Lift, and Live, or Run, Lift, Live, or Run, Lift, and or Live. All of that. Yes. All of that. 
he was having an existential before we started recording he was having an existential crisis as to whether or not it's and live or i'm like it's your it's your thing it's whatever you want it to be well, you know, for years it's been run, lift, and spelled out A N D live. That's my leaderboard name. That's yeah. the website address. That's the group name. And so, I mean, it's been like that for like five, six years. And then just like a week or two ago, I'm like, you know, there's some people, well, they won't put the and in there. They might not be able to get to the site. So then I went and bought the domain run, lift, live. Yeah. And so then I, so now you can get there from both places. But I don't know why I thought that's a problem after five, six years. I love, you I love know? that you're solving problems. It's good to have multiple addresses that feed into the same thing. That's that's smart. Like on, I feel like this is Peloton's marketing department. They're just solving problems they don't even have. Yeah. Just, <laughs> we do that. I was ex- I was mirroring them. Yes. We were right yes. Here. We, were right we do here. that for real spoilers. You can go to realspoilers.com or you can go to dirtypiratehookers.com. <laughs> And that is 100% true. Like, <laughs> wow. Didn't same even thing? know that. Yeah. The stuff that goes on in my house, I don't know about. Yes. <laughs> Although it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense if I'm you sure, listen to the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm sure I'll come up with some other problem that's not a problem. I do that sometimes. Don't we all? Yeah, my, I wake up at four mind. o'clock in the morning. I start solving stuff that doesn't need to be solved, you know? <laughs> I'll wake up and I'll be what? like, oh, dang, I need to wake Tom up right now and tell him this. And then I sit there. I'm like, I need to wait till he's awake. And then and then he wakes up and I'm like, I was something I was going to tell you and I forgot. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Every damn time. I have to Erica a bunch of times. It's kind of funny. She's a deep sleeper. So is Tom. Yeah. So is Tom. She's deep. Are you a light you know, sleeper? Are you? Do you wake I'm up? I'm a very light sleeper. So you nice. can wake me up real easy. Her? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, it takes her a while. <laughs> but but I've done that. Yeah. Erica, Erica, I can Erica. Then <laughs> she finally wakes up, and I'm like, Oh, are you awake? Oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. You're like, I forgot what I was gonna say around the fourth Erica. <laughs> I kept going in case it came back to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Thought I'd circle back around. <laughs> she gets a more angry about it now, you know, over the years. So I don't do that as much. Because the newness is worn off. Well, I think it's also because as you as you get older, like you don't sleep as well or as long. I don't know about you guys. This is just my experience. It's like, uh, you know, the days where I got to sleep eight to ten hours a day, those days yeah. are long gone. So if I get to sleep That's for right. ten hours and somebody wakes me up. That's it's, a problem. It's not going to go well. It's like the older you get, the earlier you wake up, whether you want to or not. Mm-hmm. Where it used to be like sleeping in was like 10 o'clock and then yeah. it became like right. 9 o'clock. And now it's like right. even oh, on look, days where it's 730 and we're up and moving. <laughs> look I, at us sleeping in. But here, here's, here's your hope for the future. My grandmother died when she was 95. That's true. She was wow. in independent living until like the last like four months of her life. Yep. So, so wow. I, we should be so lucky. But wow, ninety five. She was sleeping until ten o'clock again, and I'm That's like, true. "Hey, maybe it comes back. It's really like it like, comes back around. I think yeah. it's like daylight savings time if you don't move the clocks. Like it keeps it just, just touches up all yeah, over you again. Circle back around, <laughs> and you're right back where you started. So something to look forward to. You won't, right. re- you won't remember any of it, but you can look forward to it. <laughs> 
So. It might happen. You right. just won't remember. Yes. Okay. Right. So, uh, uh, why are we here? Oh, Peloton. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So, the guide came out this week. Crystal has now had a full week of guide usage under her belt. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. we thought we'd just kind of drill down on thoughts and things of that nature. Yeah. You guys have read lots of stuff about the guide. So, jump in if I miss details okay. that you've read about. So, here's my, my first impression very nice packaging by the way it's beautiful it looks great look cool it did yeah and i really like the way it's magnet the base is magnetized to the bottom so it like it feels very solid so depending on where you wherever you put it you feel like it's going to stay together it's going to be a good yeah. uh a it's good, a strong magnet it is a very strong magnet once i figured out how to put the batteries in the remote uh by the way you figured it out okay tom figured it out why <laughs> Because I'm a project manager. Oh, stop. What? Stop it. So that was at the end, the little button at the end of the remote, if anybody doesn't know that. Okay, so we get it all set up. God, hopefully they figured it out by now. Here's, I would hate to think that they've had their guide maybe for Maybe like they just got the guide. A week. And maybe they just got it. You are so neat with how you open that. I always I'm am. very like... Tasmanian <laughs> devil. Yeah, I go crazy, but that I, was nice. Well, you know, I don't like to rip the boxes because it hurts my hands. It's actually just, yeah. it's me helping myself, really. And she yeah, was taping this for the social medias. And so she was, that box, if you're not careful, it'll make a fart noise. And so she was trying <laughs> not to, because she was like, if I do that, people are going to think I farted. And so I could, now I know that's what was going through her head. Yeah, that. Don't let the box make a fart is. noise. That was that was it. So I was surprised how large this camera was. I expected something a little smaller. So that was interesting. Also, when you hook it up to a computer, I did not realize it has to be a 1080p or a 4k. It cannot just be any old TV. Mm. I tried it on our TV downstairs in the workout room and I kept getting all these issues. Like it wasn't letting me calibrate the movement sensors, the camera, the movement tracker, I think is what they call it. Wouldn't let me do any of that. I thought that was interesting. Hooked it up to the television in the living room which is much newer and boom boom, it was fine yeah it was great i could never get the remote to pair with the tv but i think it's because ours is like complex we don't have anything that's like a super simple setup with our sound so i'm not really worried about that i didn't really care about the remote from a sound perspective so then once we started using or i started using it let's be serious right um (laughs) once i started using it i thought like okay the content itself is great you know it's your typical peloton content all good stuff but the movement tracker well i had two problems with it one when the dog enters the room Movement tracker goes to hell. Like it cannot track you and the dog. So if you have an animal in your house, you're going to have to keep him out of the room because it does not work. You know what they need for the dog coming in the room? Hmm. Oh, I've raised myself. I know, right? They need a pause button. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I've been sitting on that joke since she told me that the dog came in the room. Yeah. I was like... Mental note, pause button. Yeah. Pause button. So the other thing was that like if you're doing something like let's say you're doing a thruster move where you like do a squat and then go into an overhead press, Mm -hmm. it will count the movement if you just raise your your arms above your head. Like you don't have to do the exact movement. It's not that hard to trick it. 
And I also noticed that if you are doing an EMOM for whatever reason, it like tracks it. I was doing a four minute one and uh, maybe it was a six minute one. Doesn't matter. At two minutes, it said that I had completed it on my movement tracker and it stopped counting it for me. Like my movement tracker was complete. So at two minutes, I was like done. So I didn't really care for that. I've also heard there's been some issues with people going into a live class. They cannot see right now. They can't see anything about the opening credits, you know, like whenever the the pre-show that the instructors do can't see it at all. And then it kicks you out of a live class about 15 to 30 seconds early on the guide only. So I don't know what that's about either. Obviously, there are some bugs to be worked out. And as you both know, the form tracker does not actual or the movement tracker does not actually correct your form. It is just seeing what you're doing. You're able to compare your own visual next to what the instructor is doing. I did really like that there were several different views that you could do. My favorite was when my view was stacked on top of the instructors because the way that the screen was set up, you could still see the leaderboard. You could still see the stack feature, which is showing you all the different moves coming up. So I liked all of that. But I didn't like how it was so easy to trick and that it's not really counting your reps. It's just counting movement. Those are my initial thoughts. Does anybody have any other things to add? Wonder, questions, etc. Sorry. I wonder a little bit about that. I know like generally the way, from what I've read, like these computer vision based devices, like at least in other products, identify joints. And so then they build like a stick figure of a person. And so then they can define, they can uh, determine what movement you're doing based on what's going on with those joints. And when you say you were able to raise your hands over your head and then it thought you were doing the movement, that makes me wonder if it just doesn't know that movement yet, or if they just haven't evolved this to a point where it's identifying all these joints in that way. Like I don't, I'm, I'm, it loses me a little bit. I'm not sure what that is. I think that's a fair point. My understanding from my Peloton profit sources is that there are a library of moves that can be tracked within the uh, movement tracker and not everything can. And so mm-hmm. there will eventually be reps that can be counted, right? So some movements, you're going to be able to count the reps. However, again, this is my understanding. It is not on the, the roadmap at all to have form correction. So I do think that it will be a feature in the future, John, to your point that on moves that are in the movement library, you're going to be able to see it should get better at learning what you're doing over time. The The AI should get better. However, I don't think it's going to get good enough that it's going to be able to tell you how to correct your form. It's just going to get better at counting your reps. Gotcha. Yeah. I was reading this ZDNet article where I can't remember the guy's name, but he's like Peloton's VP of um, AI and computer vision. And he was kind of talking about the guide and he was talking about, you know, what how they've used AI with Peloton in the past. They they really kind of just used it for class recommendations. And now this is like their first product where it's kind of like built into like, you know, your routine, your exercise. And he talked in a way like, you know, we've got this thing out there. The first thing that's on the market and it's going to evolve. We're going to continue kind of, I mean, I'm summarizing the whole thing. He talked about a lot of stuff. Like it felt to me like, we got something out and now this is going to grow. It's going to get better. We're, we're in this space now. We are going to try to continue to kind of build it out. I definitely agree. And I have heard that too. And 
I will just say again, from what I'm being told, even on the roadmap down the line, that correction is not in that roadmap, but the rep counting and other features are. And to your point, there will be other Peloton products that are released that need this guide to work. To your point, this is something that right. will be growing over time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that makes sense. I, I guess I, where I was going with that is it feels like this is we've entered the space yes. kind of deal, right? Like, I don't know if it was meant to be. And now we're worlds above everybody else as it relates to AI and every component underneath it. Like, I don't know that it meant it was meant to be that. It's like we entered the space. Here it is. And now it's going to grow. Like, and so when I look at it through that lens, I'm a little more optimistic and it's a little more compelling to me when I think about it like that. I agree. Right. I feel like I never expected it to be. And I know we we touched on this a little bit last week. I think it was last week where it was like, OK, we it, on this podcast, we look at it like we know all these other things going on with mirror and tempo and and tonal. And so we're talking about the guide and how it doesn't have a lot to offer compared to those products. However, if you're in the Peloton arena, you don't have any kind of strength that you're doing other than Peloton strength. This is a great product. This is a great way to get started to be able to check your form. This is for people who don't necessarily know, like they don't have a good, they're not really in touch with how their body moves or doesn't move. So like, how deep are you going on your squats? Well, using using this camera, you're going to be able to see, are you actually getting parallel to the floor or are you kind of like this, you know, and you'll be right. able to see that improve over time. So those are definite benefits. And that's something that unless you already have an actual mirror in your workout room, you're probably not paying that much attention to. You're just doing the moves. And you don't have to pay an additional monthly subscription fee, Ooh, that's true, a which thing. I think that's, oh, that's the, the biggest selling point. Like the Peloton has reached a tipping point where so many people are in possession of a Peloton product that if they can come up with something that's close enough to scratch the itch of a, something like a mirror or a tempo, people are going to go, you know what? I don't have to have another monthly fee. OK, good and good enough. Also, there's that, a lot of um, people that don't like other content from other other vendors. Right. And, you know, I love tonal instructors and Peloton instructors, but they are very different. Mm -hmm. There right. are people that do not enjoy a tonal instructor as much as they enjoy a Peloton instructor. So if you don't like to get your strength workouts in that way, you have this whole other option that can be really good for you. Right. And what you were talking about earlier, that was kind of the, uh, the uh, my my own epiphany. Right. It's like it's like. um I, yeah, I've been like, like deep into studying this space ever since 2019. So, and there's been a lot of evolution since 2019, yeah. uh, along with kind of the, the, you know, this whole AI thing kind of started right around 2019 in the area of fitness. So, you know, I had like a different level of expectation that I, I don't know if the average user would have had. And I wasn't thinking in those terms until after I kind of, you know, kind of listen to the reviews and kind of listen to what Peloton and how they're describing it and how they're presenting it to the world. And yeah, I kind of came to that place where you're at now as well. It's like, yeah, I think it, it probably works well for those that don't have that preconceived notion and, or those that are already in the space really yeah. and don't want that dual subscription. 
Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. Yeah, probably play. Well, and it. and also the exclusive content. I mean, I think that's a big deal for Peloton owners. I mean, we are some some FOMO FOMO people. You know, what? we gotta we gotta have the newest stuff, and we gotta have it the right? fastest. And we're some Type A people. And so when you start saying, "Whoa, I've got these new programs, and nobody else can get them for seven weeks," <laughs> okay, I'll buy. <laughs> I mean, I might you not know, even use them, but I need to have them. <laughs> you know, this is you know. You know this is gonna be turn out to be just like the corner DVD guy, right? <laughs> somebody, somebody gonna have exclusive content recordings at right. the flea market. So, so yeah, <laughs> at the I think flea it was, market. I think it was in your group. I saw that, like, yeah, just like there's all these links that you can get to the classes beforehand, but it, right. it's like it already started. It has already started. You can get to them even though they're exclusive. But I just feel like. It's different when you have it and it's built in. It's like, yeah, I didn't need to do right. the, I didn't need to do the janky work around. I could just press right. a button and I got mine. Yeah, you, you didn't need to be watching the movie and see <laughs> the head of somebody in front of the person in the screen, you know, exactly. while you're trying to watch the movie. So I watch yeah, Batman right, I forever. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I don't, I don't want the DVD copy. I want, I want I the Blu-ray you. original. <laughs> right, right. It's all shaky. You don't need all that. No. I got you. <laughs> But I think a lot of Notice people. Notice we've bought those before, you know. Oh, we all have. We all have. But uh, I'd hey like. And the theater to DVD release window used to be like six or eight months. Yeah. Right. Now it's, it's like two right. weeks. So yeah. Just, I mean, yes, yeah, it's literally like six weeks now. But yeah, I mean, a million years ago, it was like almost a full year before something hit VHS. Yeah. Right. So if you didn't go to the theater, you were you were bootlegging the DVDs, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had bowling Thursday nights. Erica's big in the movies. I'm not. Erica's big in the movies. She would come bowling with me just so that she could hit up the DVD cop <laughs> to walk through the bowling alley with the DVDs. You know, I got I got that Batman forever. You know, I got that's the only reason she went bowling with me. Well, it's a win-win, if you ask me. <laughs> But I do think that that exclusive content is a big deal to people. And I do like that they have programs now that are like they show you the split. They show you here's how you work, how often to work your upper body. Here's how often to work your lower body. They were really lacking that before. I am so glad to see some direction there. Oh, what did they call him with Tono? I can't remember the name of the guy. Little guy front and back. Little guy front and back. Little guy front and back. Yeah. I like the little guy front and back deal. Yeah. He's pretty great. (laughs) Now they got me feeling all bad about myself. Don't be hating on little guy front and back, though. (laughs) No, no, I'm not hating on little guy front and back. But now my little guy front and back only shows like leg workouts. Because, you know, I do all my my strength (gasps) training in the garage. Oh, no. I like my little guy front and back. He looks all messed up. Now what? I might have to do some strength classes. What if? Just so my little guy front and back looks right. What if you did, you played a Peloton upper body class while See? you did your upper body workout? What do you think about that? I, got, I might I might have to do that because I'm not liking this two-tone little guy front and back. That ain't working. <laughs> At least you're that not skipping leg day. Up. I mean, right? You, you know that yeah, you're really screwed. You're really screwed up their metrics because they're like normally people skip leg day. And this guy only, <laughs> only does, does leg, leg day. day. That's all he does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that visual. It's all yeah. messed up. <laughs> the data miners over Peloton are like, our data shows us that John Mills doesn't have arms. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I guess that explains. That's why he's cutting the that's sleeves why he's off. Cutting the sleeves off. Oh my God, we've solved all problems. Now we know. know. It's all coming full circle. The mysteries have all been solved. Yes. (laughs) 
So overall, you think yes, no? I think I think for people who don't have another strength product, this is great. I think yeah. for people who enjoy Peloton, Peloton strength already, this is great. It just gives them another layer. I think if you already have a tonal, I I, I don't really think you need it. I just I mean, it might be fun to like switch it up. Don't get me wrong. I love switching it up, but I don't think I cannot imagine it taking the place of tonal because of the added instruction and the way that it adds on weights for me. I never have to guess. Whereas with Peloton, yeah. I'm still like, wait, do I try an eight pound or a 10 pound? And then they're like, try a 10 pound. And then I'm like, oh no, I can't, I can do, I can do the rows, but I can't do the overhead presses. So then I'm switching it out and now I missed 20 seconds and now the EMOM's over and I hate all that. Whereas with Tonal, it's like, boop, we increased your weight. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. I like I, I literally, I have no idea how much I lift in any movement. I never pay attention. You just I'm do just, it. I just do what it says. And right. every once in a while, I have to go, well, the, you were wrong. We're going to take that down a, no. a tick. But yeah. But like, I, I appreciate the confidence, uh, no. but no thank you. I feel uh, flattered, a little flattered. But. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like, I, I don't give it a second thought. I just do whatever it tells me to do. It's like being married. Yeah. I, wait, what? What? <laughs> What's, <laughs> what's funny is, you know, we've had tonal for almost a year. Yeah. No one in here really uses a tonal. It just sits there. I don't get that at um, all. The guide get... comes out. I get up the other yesterday, maybe a couple of days ago, a couple of days ago. Erica did a whole, she's doing a whole routine on the tonal. On so the I tonal? don't know what inspired that, but uh, I don't think it was the guy, but, but all of a sudden she's doing this whole routine on the, on the tonal. So I'm I'm kind of happy about that. I want to see where that goes. Yeah. But the the point you were talking about about you know tonal is giving you all that the feedback and in direction. Yeah, and you know how you know mirror and tempo are also trying to replicate that. Absolutely. Like mirror now has the smart weights, and I think tempo now has smart weights as well. And I know tempo now is based on how the the, the cadence in which you're lifting mm -hmm. or doing a particular exercise. Now tempo will go. Wait a minute, you did that pretty quickly based on the weights that you're using. You should be going up. So they're giving recommendations now based That's on good. weight and cadence. Like they're trying to mimic that tonal capability. Mm -hmm. I suspect that at some point mirror is going to try to mimic it as well. I got to assume they got smart weights. Now you got a camera and you got smart weights. So I'm assuming they're going to try to mimic that. And so when I see those two things happening, it just takes me back to what we were talking about earlier. A Peloton now has a camera in your house when you're doing weight training that could probably evolve to the same things these products have evolved to. And so I'm a little more optimistic, like about the future. Like I'm waiting to see, like, hey, like, where does this go based on what, how I saw Mirror and Tempo evolve? But right? hopefully, not to say that it's going to be any better than Tonal. I'm not trying to compare. Oh, them. I know. I'm I know. just saying they evolved <laughs> to do things that are much more right. And I was just going to tease Peloton and say, but hopefully we don't have to wait five years for that evolution. <laughs> like we've been waiting for the rower. So that right. would be, they need to, if they're going to do that, if they're evolving right. and they're headed down that yeah. path, they need to get to it because these other, these other products are it way ahead of them. Yeah. I listened to John Foley talk about like they're a technology company for years. And every time I would say that, I'd be like, Okay, and then their release cycle is pretty fast. So, okay, if you're going to innovate, it's about to happen, right? 
So I'm with you. Like, I'm like, okay, something's going to happen quick. Right. And that's why, I mean, that sounds like what uncle Barry was talking about. Right. Didn't he say this is the, you know, the slowest we're going to go is fast or something like that. I don't it know. was yeah. something like that, but I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's a crotchety old guy. I'm not sure about him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if there's questions about Uncle Barry. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about Barry. I don't know. He's just real. Uncle Barry. He's real crabby. I would, I well, you know be, what? Yeah, Barry he, can come on the show and talk to me then. If Barry has issues with what I got to say, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> come on, Barry. <laughs> so I, uh, I think that they'll probably sell a few of these at Christmas time because I think if your significant other loves their Peloton and they haven't pulled the trigger, this is a nice, easy thing to be like, oh well, I'll just. I'll throw that in the stack of gifts they get. I Crystal bet. gets a stack. Ninety five. Yeah. Put it in the stocking. Yeah. Well, I, not a box kind of big. I bet um, it's going to be a big hit at Mother's Day. Quite frankly. Yeah. I bet. I bet there's a lot of them over Mother's Day. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I can see it. Like if you're trying to figure out what to get for your significant other and they love Peloton, it just seems like an obvious choice of like, you know what, for three hundred bucks, there. I know you're on the fence about whether or not you want it. Now <gasps> here it is. Yeah. It's that's already right. included in your membership like fee if you've got something else. Right. So might as well. Yeah. Hey, that's right. That's a win-win. <laughs> you get you paid it two ninety five, and then you don't have to pay a membership for your significant other. You just you're done with the two ninety five. Yeah. So our official review. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> the official review is. Well, why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be in I all mean, their ads. Clubhouse Crystal says, fuck it. Clubhouse <laughs> Crystal said, I. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. well, thank you, John, for joining us to, to drill down on the guide. And also, if you have a guide at home, don't actually drill down on it. No, no, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> just don't do Legal ass us to say not that, so. covered under warranty. Yeah, oh, that don't be covered. No. Yes, that will void your warranty. Yes. yes. But, uh, until next that week, will avoid it. Yes. Until next week, where can people find you? <laughs> they can find me on my Facebook page or group Run Lift and Live. They can find me on Instagram Run Lift and Live. They can find me on the Tickety Talk Run Lift and Live, or they can find me at runliftandlive.com. It's Run Lift or and run, lift, live. live. Oh, there we or, go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go register the domain name Run, Lift, or Live. And then redirect Run, it. Run, maybe Lift, yeah. and Live. I'm going to redirect things. it to Dirty Pirate Hookers. <laughs> Don't forget the ampersand. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye, John. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these 
I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the <laughs> best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're a hundred percent polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. <laughs> Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. So joining us again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. Her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show, she's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hello. Hi. So glad to have have you I feel like we're gonna we're gonna like hit all of your expertise today because the question I <laughs> the question I have for you is actually threefold there are three different individuals that have written in but they have very similar questions Stephanie Ward is one of them she just had surgery so she can't run or lift for six weeks and then we have Tina Hatch who is just starting to get back into working out she sprained her ankle a couple of weeks ago. She was in a boot for six weeks. Now she's like really dealing with being scared to get back on the bike. And she's also struggling with her motivation. And then we have Paul Erickson. He has an injury. He's not even sure yet what it is. It might be a bruised bone, might be a plantar fasciitis. And so all of them are dealing with motivation and working out, working through this injury. What can we do? Okay. Well, a few things. First of all, Paul needs to get himself to his doctor. He needs to make sure that he knows exactly what's wrong so that he can treat it because otherwise he's just going to keep re-injuring himself. So Paul, we need to kind of almost put you in a, in a separate category because you've got to get to the bottom of this and recover. And even before you start working out again, you need to know for sure that your doctor is okay with you working out and that's the right choice for you. So with these other two ladies, it sounds like they've got the green light that they are able to go back to working out, that their doctors have okayed it. But now they're in that kind of weird zone that we all get in when we've been away from our bike, away from our tread for a long period of time, where I think a lot of the time, especially when you have been doing Peloton for a long time, there's a level that you hit 
And then when you have to step and come back, there's a lot of anxiety about, am I going to be at that level? How far have I fallen? How quick will I be able to get back? Will I be able to recover? Especially, I don't know the ages of these women, but as we get older, we tend to get a little more anxiety about, will I recover? Will I get to that level again? And, and how long? So I think the first thing is to kind of give yourself a little grace and to understand that it takes a while, no matter who you are, no matter what age you are, it takes a while and you're going to have to be patient with your process. And you need to come back to is you need to come back under the assumption that you are going to be at a way lower level and that you need to really just congratulate yourself for getting on the bike, for taking a class, for picking up the weight, for just starting again. And you've got to start gentle. That is one of the biggest mistakes that people make is that they start at the level that they were at, or they're like, oh, well, I was working out an hour a day, five days a week. So now I'll work out 45 minutes, five days a week. No, you've got to start really light. I recommend talk to a trainer, talk to a uh, sports physiologist, talk to your doctor, talk to someone who knows about this so that you can ease back gently because we also want you to have the experience of success because the next at, want to set you up to succeed because we tend to be more motivated when we succeed. So if you say, you know what, I'm going to go do a power zone class. I'm going to do an hour long class. You're going to be upset. You're going to be discouraged. You're not going to be motivated. But if you say, I'm going to start with a 15 or 20 minute low impact ride, I'm going to see how I feel and it goes well, you're going to be motivated. You're going to be like, oh, wow, I'm doing better than I thought. I would much rather that people have that experience. So start light and build. Start to really kind of give yourself the bare bones, what will feel good and give you a small sense of accomplishment, not compared to before, but compared to laying on your couch recovering from an injury. And then layer. As each week goes by, you want to start to layer. Okay, so I started doing bike. Okay. That didn't hurt my foot. I was able to do that. Okay. Next week, I'm going to start adding some upper body weights while I'm on the bike, or I'm going to start to do some core class, or I'm going to add in some yoga, but don't go from that to like, okay, now I'm going to run hardcore on the tread. Once you get on the tread with walking, then do maybe some walk run classes, work your way up, but don't overdo it. That is really one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they are coming back from an injury. I feel like being that we're so many type A personalities in this this group. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. But but like it's hard to tell yourself it's OK to start gentle. It's OK to, to start. Low. Do you have any tips on how they can mentally get in a in a good headspace to go easy on themselves? Well, look, I believe that. Peloton and our workouts are a microcosm for how we function in the world. And I think that the life lessons that we need to learn in the bigger world are often the life lessons we need to learn in our workouts. And I think that most people who are coming from that perspective need to learn how to be more gentle with themselves, need to learn how to be more accepting, need to learn how to be patient, need to learn those emotional skills. So I think it's important to look at this as an opportunity to say, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to be more patient, to be more kind with myself, that I'm going to try to break old habits. 
kids and to use this as this really wonderful chance to do things differently and break patterns that have probably gone back decades. Well said. Good reminder, Dr. Jen. Good reminder. (laughs) Yeah, all I could think is clearly I'm not type A. (laughs) But I know someone quite close to you that is. Oh, I know. (laughs) I'm like type C minus. (laughs) (laughs) I spent the the whole segment thinking like, so what's the least amount of injury I could get and still not be have to work out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like it may be time for you to take a day off. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> well, we just went on our cruise, so we yeah. I took a took a couple days off. So and, and, and look, I think that burnout is also a thing. And I think people also have to be careful when they find themselves getting injured, that they're not training so hard that they're burning themselves out. You know, like for me and Crystal can speak to this, that I've had to really learn to take a week off here and there that like, that's been really challenging for me. And as your wife knows, I, we were going to do a run. She's like, are we doing our run this week? I was like, I've done five days off. I was on the fence about whether I was doing seven and I kind of got to do this right. She's like, it sounds like you need another day off. And I was like, well, Crystal says, so I'm going to do that. (laughs) And I I was really glad I did. Like this week, I'm having like killer runs. Like I just did a 30 minute with Olivia and I just killed it. Like I had my incline up. Like I was running at an eight, which is major for me. Like I just feel like, oh my God, I'm so refreshed. And I think that we also really have to look at when it comes to injuries, when it comes to not feeling motivated, are we doing too much? Have we given ourselves enough downtime? Yeah, that's a really good point. And I'm so glad it worked. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) The student has become the teacher. Exactly. How about that? Exactly. (laughs) So much easier to hear other people's issues than my own. Yeah. Always is. That's why I shrink (laughs) (laughs) And we each have our role, student, teacher, class, clown. So that works out well. So... Thank you very much for joining us. Until next week, where can people find you? You can always find me on social media at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on Mann. I post all of my Peloton workouts on my Insta stories. You can also find me every week in InStyle Magazine, Hump Day with Dr. Jen. I have a weekly column that's all sex and relationship advice. Instructors in the News. So Aditi Shah was featured on thejuggernaut.com. Yes, and uh, they were featuring her because, well, she's Aditi Shah, first of all. But they kind of like placed it as she's the only South Asian instructor at Mm -hmm. Peloton. So they kind of gave her a little bit of of her own place. And uh, they talked about yoga, how she got involved in yoga, how she moved to the U.S. There were a lot of really great background details in here. I see that you did not register, Tom. I did not register for whatever the juggernaut.com is. I will tell you, anybody out there who wants to read this article and you're like, oh man, it's paid. It's not paid. You can get to it for free for seven days. If you want to take the time to do that, it's not as difficult as it sounds. Just remember to 
cancel seven days later. But it's a really great article. I really enjoyed it. And I loved hearing Aditi's background. Also, you might have noticed on social media that her mom had been here recently. And it looked to me like her mom was here to do this article. Oh, wow. Like, because they were featured in pictures together. Yeah. And it was some of the pictures, some of the same kinds of pictures I saw Aditi posting on her social media. And uh, her mom just left and went back. So I feel like they, she might have been here specifically for that, <laughs> which is just really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Kirsten Ferguson was featured on the Alley on the Run podcast. Yep. Episode 505. You can hear Kirsten's interview with Allie and find out all about her background. Did you know that she, Kirsten, is married to like a super famous football player? I did not, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know any football player. So unless it's like Tom Brady. Yeah, that's fair. Or it's J- not Tom Brady. Joe Montana. Also not Joe Montana. Or Mac Davis from North Dallas 40. Mm-hmm. None uh, of those people. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, we're not super into sports. Anyway, <laughs> listen to the show. <laughs> Michelle K. She's back. Hi, Michelle. Shape.com. They, uh, well, I shouldn't say they, she, (laughs) they meaning shape, she meaning Michelle K. Yes. Sat down with Emma Lovewell. Yep. And uh, they discussed strategies that Emma Lovewell uses to navigate anxiety. Which I just find interesting because, you know, you think of people who are super successful and you're like, well, you never feel anxious. <laughs> right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like you have everything. Why would you be anxious? Because what if it all went away? I don't know. Good that's question. how that's why you're anxious. Well, it's working for her, whatever she's doing. So thanks, Michelle, for sharing those strategies. Self.com talked to Tune Day. She did. About, wor- about not worrying about other people's opinion. She'd rather put her focus on love. Yeah. And there were some really great quotes in here. Um, my favorite was when she talked about other people like the, the um, person interviewing her was like, well, you're you know, you're a wonderful instructor. You're my favorite, but you're not everybody's favorite. How do you deal with that? And she was like, nobody's everybody's favorite. Yeah. She's like, there's people that don't like Beyonce. I say that Tunde. I say <laughs> that. <laughs> you probably said it during our interview with her. And then she was like, oh, that's, I'm, that's probably I'm filing it. that away. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> More like the other way around. But, uh, <laughs> but don't forget, her book is coming out out soon so you'll be able to to read great little stories like this very very soon peloton in the news there is a new way to get yourself a peloton bike yeah we talked about this a while back that there were like i don't know six cities 13 cities i can't remember it started small but there were zip codes where you could go and you could lease a bike a peloton bike So the interesting thing is that now it has grown to several more cities and it also has grown to include the Bike Plus. And they were only trying this for like 30 days. Now they've extended it through June. It is going to be going a lot further, a lot longer than originally expected. Now, I understand, I haven't read all this super clearly, but my understanding is that if you already have a Peloton bike, you can't do this. I don't know if that's true. That's what somebody told me. Yeah. Huh. I guess they don't want you just getting one for the summer or something. I, I wonder if people will do that in the certain people zip codes. People will absolutely like, do oh, that. Like, oh, I'll have one shipped to my lake house. Yeah, for sure they yeah. will. I mean, they have it in like Natick. Like there's all kinds of summer homes in that area, yeah. you know, like up in that by the shore. Right. <laughs> like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> people are probably like, that's not even right. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> 
So Connect the Watts talks about the guide and their secret strategy, timed exclusive. Yeah, and we talked about this with uh, when we were just talking to John yeah. a little bit ago. So I know we already kind of covered this, but I really do think that people are underestimating the power of this. Yeah. Uh, I believe that the author of this article is dead on. We cannot stand, as Peloton users, the FOMO. We hate missing out. We hate it. If everybody's at the uh, up there at the studio, we got to be at the studio. Yeah. If uh, somebody's taking a special class, we got to be taking the special class. So the fact that they have these exclusive programs, I'm telling you, it's pushing people to buy it. I can't tell you how many times I have written like my thoughts on the guide and mention the exclusive content and then in the thing in the comments i have fomo bought it like that's that is the response so it is absolutely working it's absolutely working but the interesting thing is it's only exclusive for seven weeks so you can get to it you just have to be patient but guess what we're not patient well we're type a's yeah well i mean if you think about it if you're like oh you only got to wait seven weeks why does anybody go to a movie theater very good point right like very good and you only got to wait seven weeks and it'll be on home video so i think the price point really helps in conjunction with this because it's like it's low enough that it's like i might as well get it so i can do classes with my friends i agree i think the going from 495 to 295 is a game changer for getting people off the fence especially when you already have weights you know like if you already have weights and you already have a heart rate monitor which i forgot to mention earlier does not work with the apple watch at least now but it does work with my whoop and it works with several other types of heart rate monitors so it doesn't bother me but you can still get your strains your strain score for people that want to use your apple watch i think it's coming just interesting and while we're talking about the guy we should also address the fact that it has a voice assistant baked into it it does yeah i don't feel like this is getting a whole lot of coverage which is why i included this and i don't know how often i will use it right um we have enough products in our home that they all get confused uh you know <laughs> we got bixby and uh google and now we got peloton yeah and if, if you say okay peloton and you tell it to do something it does it but i will say super convenient on the pausing super convenient already used it and when the dog does run into the room you're pause button <laughs> p-a-w-s yes comes into play yeah because you can say okay peloton pause and you can also say okay peloton rewind 20 seconds and it will do that i do think that this is something is being overlooked people are not really talking about it that much but i do think in in households where you have a lot of like interruptions things going in and out i think this is a, be- a very big deal and i think people probably are underutilizing it thus far It'll be interesting to see if the popularity of that feature grows over time. Or rolls out to other devices. Ooh. Didn't think about that, did you? I was so focused on this. Yeah. It makes total sense. That's why you have me on the show. <laughs> For wonderful insight like that. Yep, that's and, why. And dick jokes. That's really why. Yes. But. <laughs> so Peloton has yet another new programming. Yeah, I mean, I told you guys that when they came yeah. out with uh, Tune Day's podcast, there was going to be more programming, and I was right. Here we now have a new YouTube product coming out. So this is important because people seem to totally be misunderstanding this. They think, and they could be right, I have no idea, that it is classes that you can take on the tread. But thus far, Peloton is saying it is only available on YouTube. It will be interesting to see if they move it over to the tread. But right now it's called On the Leaderboard with Peloton, and it features an instructor interviewing a famous guest with questions that accelerate 
over the workout. So they have started with uh, Joe Jonas and Usain Bolt. Also interesting, people's reaction to this. Like what sort of reaction? Not good. Really? Now, I think there's kind of a split down the middle. There's people that showed up during the pandemic. They don't really care. They just kind of expect this kind of thing from Mm -hmm. Peloton. But people that have been around a while, no, they are not happy. They are like, why is Peloton so focused on celebrities? Why aren't they interviewing us little people? It's another way that Peloton has separated themselves from the regular person. Yeah. Uh, people have compared them to us. Like, why are you guys not interviewing us? We're not good enough. That is how it's coming across to people. Now, of course, you always have people that complain about these things. So I'm not saying that's how everyone feels, but I am seeing it a lot. And they do have, quote unquote, interviews with regular with people with Tune Day. but well, not on this one yeah but i was saying that uh, well the only one i listened to with a regular person wasn't really an interview it was like they someone else interviewed them and they clipped it together oh, it wasn't yeah. actually talking to Tune Day, but they have spotlighted like regular folk they have but it's not with the instructors it's like right. the instruct the way it's coming across the way that people are perceiving it i'm not saying this is the way peloton intends it but the way that it is being perceived is that the regular folk aren't good enough to interact with the instructors for this type of thing that's gotcha. the way it's coming across yeah so it will be interesting however having said that it's insanely popular already and people are downloading it like crazy so i don't think peloton's really that worried about yeah, it. yeah i mean the, the metric is numbers and you know and also it kind of helps cement the idea that the instructors are celebrities and it's, sure you know you you love van halen you don't get did, did well nobody gets to talk to eddie anymore but but uh but you know what i'm saying like you don't, Absolutely. Get, you don't get to just hang out with them it doesn't work like that. i think it's just harder on the people that have been around for a long totally, time because- just like when we went to homecoming and the instructors were like suspended in the air in the balcony above right us. where the year before it was literally a cocktail party and you just stood there and talked to them yeah it was yeah. a big difference and it did not go unnoticed Peloton has made some changes to their warranty program. They sure have. Yeah. Now, this is super, super interesting. John Mills had pointed this out. He did. Yeah. So I feel like this is interesting because in the past, Peloton always had a stance that if you used anything third party with your equipment, it did not count. And so it would automatically void the warranty, void the warranty, regardless of if it hurt it, if it didn't hurt it does not matter. But now they're saying the warranty still applies to the Peloton branded components as long as the failure is not caused by the third party accessory or caused by the installation of the third party accessory. So I think this is probably going to lead to some more fights, but it's a good thing to change. So now all those things like the extender where you can put the thing on there and pivot your right. monitor like that's great because that's something people can use now well, it's also good because there's things like the wise tray that we talked about mm-hmm, that you have mm-hmm. that it's like you know i've always wondered that's a third-party accessory could they technically say not honoring your warranty you, you had a third-party accessory on your bike when there's no way that tray could damage your bike or be or cause any harm but it could be utilized as a loophole. I feel like it also removes that as a potential concern. Absolutely. I wonder, here's my marketing machinations at play. All right. I wonder if this is them getting ready to open up 
That's to, exactly where I was to headed. Third parties to sell officially licensed Peloton accessories. I totally agree, Tom. And I think it is. And the other interesting thing is the second part of the change is that the Peloton protection plan is now transferable to a new owner if they sell or gift the product. This is huge. This has never yeah. been the case before. If you had the original one year warranty always was that was part of it. Because that's like a manufacturer's warranty that follows the bike. Yes, yeah. but this or is trend. the extended warranty, and the extended warranty is now transferable. Anything that was sold April 5th, 2022 or after is transferable. That is fascinating. Yeah, so if you've had it for a while, yours is not, just to mm-hmm, be clear. But mm-hmm. if, if but anyone basically moving forward, it is transferable. So that that is also fascinating. Because it, like, it also makes it easier to, to sell your bike on the mm-hmm. secondary market and you would think that they would want to discourage that yeah clip out joining us once again via the magic of zoom tube here to answer your nutrition questions it's angelo from MetPro. hey angelo hi hey guys good to see you i am so glad you're here i uh i put out kind of like the bat signal you know and i i asked at the clip out community like what are you guys struggling with nutrition and boy it must be a bad month because Uh like i we haven't gotten this many responses in a while like it was like everybody simultaneously struggling it's (laughs) because summer's almost here i think that might be it (laughs) so we had like three people that are struggling with how much they just love food so we've got Todd Kolvaski you know pizza is delicious so is french fries Brian Miller says I like Todd (laughs) Brian Miller says he wouldn't call it a struggle but he loves food chicken wings gravy loads of ranch dressing big gigantic steak you had me till ranch dressing but other than that oh but Tom hold on okay I'll take the ranch dressing holy holy the smell of it makes me gag you guys are both gonna love this he (laughs) hates all fruits nothing more gross in the world and then Susan Rate Conway says her off switch or lack thereof at night. I feel like all of those are related. And so whatever you say can help all of them. <laughs> well, one of those is a, is a match made in heaven for Tom. There I know, with right? The like fruits and vegetables. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> As we, you know very well. We would be a bad combo. <laughs> we'd be like Sid and Nancy. <laughs> I don't know. I just hope that wherever you guys go, you're going to have to order, you know, whatever you're getting on your plate with a side of stool softener. But I don't know. <laughs> Gross. Can I say that on this? Is that, is that good for ratings? Yeah, you talk about sure. Stool people love stool okay. softener. We love when we talk about yeah, poop related we, things. <laughs> we did our call out research and stool softener came back strong. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Perfectly normal intro. This is how we start every one of our little blips. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So here's the deal. Todd, Brian, and Susan, you are all normal. That's that's the deal. You're all normal because food is one of the few things that human beings derive the most pleasure from. We get so much pleasure out of good food and drinks. So I'm going to tell you a a solution and it's going to be, you're going to say, okay, that makes sense, but it is harder to implement than it is just to say it. But the solution is you don't have to give up foods that you enjoy. You don't have to give up indulgences. What you have to do is you have to have a 
very strong routine in place. So that way, those indulgences are truly that. They're special occasion. You go out. In fact, I have clients all the time. Whenever they start with me, people are gung-ho. Like, Angelo, I know, you know I've seen the transformations or my friend did this and I can't wait. And I am not going to eat out or cheat for a month. And then I explain to them, everything you just said was wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, what we're looking for is they say, well, I've got this, you know, it's our anniversary or I have this special occasion. It's coming up. Like, what do I do? I'm so stressed out. And they always are shocked at my answer. My answer is I want you to go and I want you to eat whatever you want and enjoy yourself. I said, here's the deal between now and that event, three weeks from now, <laughs> you're going to have 87 meals. I want you to get 82 of them on track. And the one meal that you're going out and have a special occasion it's not going to amount to anything significant. So the solution is not give up forever the hot wings or pizza or things that taste good. The key is if it's Tuesday at one in the afternoon, I don't want you eating pizza. I don't want you eating hot wings. I don't want you eating chocolate cake. Tuesday at two in the afternoon, you have your routine. You've already had a clean breakfast. You had a prepared or, or a principled lunch. You have an afternoon snack that's already packed and ready to go. And what's going to happen is that's going to set you up for a cadence of two things. One, when you're eating clean, healthy, good foods, the majority of the time, it's not going to leave as much room in your belly for the junk foods, for the foods that aren't helping you reach your goals. The other thing it's going to do is it's going to decrease. Now, I, I say decrease, not eliminate because <laughs> chocolate still tastes good, but it's going to decrease cravings. When you have macronutrients, proteins, carbs, fats in relative proportion and at regular intervals throughout the day. It has the effect of stabilizing your blood sugar. So again, chocolate still tastes good, but you're not going to get as much of that walking down the road. All of a sudden you're hit with this lightning craving that we all can go, uh-huh, I know <laughs> what that feels like. It'll reduce the frequency. And then at night... Make sure that your core dinner has been overall healthy and you've had enough of the healthy food. Then if you do feel like you're going to go back and you need to eat something else, grab seconds of that healthy dinner. And if you still want a snack, a treat or something, at that point, you're going to be able to indulge without letting it take over. I'll give one more piece of advice on snacking that I don't think I've shared in previous episodes, but it was a conversation I just had with a client and we were talking about how an off meal versus poor snacking habits, which is worse. Oh, what do you think, Tom? I which think, is worse. I think the poor snacking habits is worse. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is the same conclusion we came to. And here's why. If you sit down in one instance and you have a meal in one shot and it's not the greatest meal, but it's off track, you're only going to do so much damage. But we were comparing that against, I think we were talking about events like Super Bowl parties and things where I said, well, what are you going to have for your meal? And he says, I'm not going to eat a meal. I'm just going to snack on foods throughout the day. It is amazing how quickly... You can put away a bag of chips or the, the, uh, you know, the chips and salsa, the pretzels or the, those snack go-to foods, because over the course of a few hours, yeah. 
if you need a couple bags, it happens. It oh, happens yeah. to the best of us with hardly without thinking of it. And if you ever look at the back of a of a bag, you know, the family size bag of potato chips and take a look at the calories on one <laughs> bag. No, thank you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're designed to be so addictive to everything from the smell to the crunch to the salt. I know I'm not helping. Uh, <laughs> But if you can replace that with whole foods and corral it into meal times where there's something you want to indulge in, indulge in it, but also have the good foods, that's really going to help. And then if you want something more specific, if you say, look, I have this event in you know six weeks and I want to be at X weight or I want to reduce body fat or I want to build muscle, whatever your performance goals are. Well, we can build you a bite for bite meal plan that you can, you know, make that sacrifice, dig deep, engage in. This is what I do. Crystal, you do this. We can, you know, we can make this happen for you. But if you're just looking for habits, start with an overarching routine instead of figuring out how can I stop eating X, Y, Z, figure out how can I start eating a breakfast, lunch, dinner, or breakfast, lunch, and snack that's relatively clean and that'll really get you get you off the ground and going so it's like that old irish adage moderation in all things including moderation <laughs> yeah you got it that's yeah. exactly right <laughs> that's it you got it awesome well thank you so much for joining us uh if people would like you or people like you to help them with their nutrition and fitness journeys what is the best way to find uh, you metpro.co slash tco Wonderful. Thank you. In case you missed it. So a while back, people got notified that if they had done 15,000 minutes, they were going to get a special gift. And those gifts are now starting to roll out. They sure are. And it is a top and a bottom. Uh, So I've seen leggings and tanks. I've seen tanks and shorts. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be like women got leggings and tanks and men got shorts and tanks. Oh, that makes sense. It does. But it's obviously exactly what we thought. It's old inventory because it is there is not the same thing over and over again. It's like a hodgepodge of inventory. Interesting. It is. It is. And I also think it's interesting. It arrived mid-April. I really thought it would be closer to homecoming and they would use that, but they did not. Hmm. Well, I think that's a great usage of old inventory, Absolutely. especially since the, you know they used to blow that out at the at the sale, and you know I'm sure it wasn't really netting them much money. At and the we end can't of the day. have the sale this and year. You can't have it, so you know I think that that's a great usage. I know that some people might be like, "Oh, it's leftover stuff," but it's free, and it's you weren't expecting sure. it in the first place. So right. shut your pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it because Peloton can't. (laughs) See, Barry, this is why John liked us. (laughs) Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is John Amison. Hey, John, how's it going? Hi. Going good. How are you doing? Good. We're glad to have you here. Thank you for being so flexible with your schedule. I know we had a little... Scheduling yeah. snafu. It's just a global pandemic. No big deal. Uh, it happens. No big deal. <laughs> so I have to ask: You're sitting in front of a dry erase board. Are there aren't any like trade oh. secrets, or you didn't write all your passwords, passwords on there or anything? All my passwords are password. Okay. Oh, oh, 
okay. Well, then you don't even so, need to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's not trade secrets. It's stuff I got to get done. Okay. Oh, okay. I just wanted to let you know in case you'd forgotten that I don't. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. But we don't have the. I appreciate, I appreciate the operational security. We don't have the skill set to blur it out later. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I, I thought about doing that, but I, the, the blur feature on Zoom is kind of wonky. So. Yeah. It is. <laughs> so now I know you were sharing a little bit about your friend on the table behind you before we started recording, but I feel like people at home need to know about this too. So, okay. so, so in, in a past life, I worked for, well, a couple of movie studios, but one of them was 20th Century Fox, and I was there when they made There's Something About Mary, and that is Puffy the Dog. Not the actual dog who's been embalmed or anything like that. Oh, good, good. Yes. <laughs> Stuffed animal on that. version. This is, you know, PETA endorsed or something like that, I assume. <laughs> and my wife was not sure about having it at home. We didn't have a lot of space for it. And so I just take it from to my office whenever I... <laughs> it's a small dog. Yeah. 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 It's a small dog, but, you know, when you have a three-bedroom house and eight-year-old twins, it's, oh, yeah. you don't have okay. as much space as yeah. you might otherwise have. Fair enough. Fair I enough. guess it's better than uh, lugging the hair gel around. That's... that's... <laughs> 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 there's a there's a straight line in there about how you could just create it. But yeah. <laughs> like Doritos, crunch all you want. We'll make more. Oh, okay. <laughs> they did actually make that as a promotional I know, item. I had that. I used to I have it too. Had a like thing of something about Mary hair gel. Yeah, they because I, I worked at a radio it. station at the time, and so I we would get all the movie promo items to give away at remotes and stuff. And I had like a case of something about Mary hair gel mm. sitting at my desk mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. You guys have your stuff. It's a little scary, isn't it? It is yeah. a little bit. <laughs> we do have our stuff. Honey. We do have our stuff. Stop it. We, but so, John. Looks like John and I have equal need for hair gel, though. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, John. Friend's gonna have anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you originally find Peloton? Well, I've known about Peloton, but this goes back to my days in the movies. I am not the world's best prognosticator. For example, I used to work at Paramount, and they were working on Forrest Gump, and I thought I'd read the synopsis, and I'm like, no one's going to see this movie. So you can tell, you know. I probably shouldn't make stock bets either. In your defense, have you ever seen the footage of Tom Hanks doing a read for an audition with, I guess it's Haley Joel Osment, I think, that ends up playing his son at the end? Mm -hmm. And he's doing the read. He hasn't figured out the voice yet. And so he's just reading it as Tom Hanks. And it is the creepiest thing you've ever seen in your life. It's that movie lives and dies on that performance. If it, when he doesn't do the voice, everything that comes out of his mouth sounds creepy. It's fascinating. Yeah. Well, I I used to say, you know, I went to business school and I worked on the business side of of film and I used to go and talk to business students and, and people would talk about how movies are so bad. I said, you don't understand, you know, my parents worked in publishing and when they got a manuscript, they were experienced it the way people who buy the book are experienced. But you get a script and there are like 8 million things that can go wrong between the time someone reads the script and it goes on screen. And the miracle is that there are good movies at all. Absolutely. Such a great point. I talk about that on my movie podcast all the time. Like like when we're really trashed in a movie, I'm like, 
in, I mean, it's a bad movie, but in fairness, we need to remember it's so there's so many variables. Then sometimes there's movies that aren't good, but you still love them. Like Caddyshack is not that good of a movie, but there's just something about it that yeah. makes you love it. So like there's just sometimes there are these intangible features that you just don't even understand why it works at all. But it does. It's my wife is a writer and editor and producer, and, and it's also really hard to write a good script. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I can't, I cannot imagine, you know, I think about this so much more now that we do the podcast than I ever did in my life before that. But like, just when you put yourself out there and like, it's hard to do. So doing that as a writer or an editor producer, you know, doing that and then having the entire world judge it, (laughs) it's like, that's awful. (laughs) It's too much. There's a producer named Linda Oates who wrote a book about how to be a kind producer. She was not in fact, that kind to people but she had a really good point for writers which is don't take notes from people who don't like your script yeah that makes yeah. perfect uh, sense it like, does and then criticism applies like like if people just think your podcast sucks and taking notes from it doesn't make any sense but people like your podcast and say you know but maybe and yeah, yeah you know it, it is all in the i don't take people seriously who are just mean just in general because you just can't please everybody but but you're right. I tend to listen most carefully to people who are polite about how they bring it up. Because, <laughs> I mean, you can't there's no expectation from me that we do everything perfectly. But I do think that people could just be nice. So I like the fact that she wrote about how to be a nice producer. And I yeah. hope that <laughs> probably, probably easier to sell than just yelling telling people to yell. At people yeah, that's true. Well, that's, that's easy. It. I know how to yell at people. <laughs> I don't need help. So anyway, this I, I digress. So I, I had known about Peloton, yeah, and I thought I don't know. I just don't don't see why. And at the time, you know, I belonged to a gym. My wife belonged to a gym. And in retrospect, I was an idiot because, of course, it was really hard for me to go to the gym during the week because I work at a school, so I have to get there early. It's really hard to do any sort of fitness thing before school and be there on time. And but I was doing it, and then. The pandemic hit. I am in no way an OG, and my wife turned to me at one point. It was about it was like the Monday after everything shut down, and she said, "I think we should get a Peloton." And I was like March twenty something, and she didn't really have to push me that hard. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, we're not going back to the gym for a while, and and there are people who are saying, yeah, we're going to be home from school for four to six weeks. And at that point, this is where my prognostication is good. I said, oh, you are you are deluded. <laughs> we're, we're not going back for a long time. I said the same thing. And so, yeah, let's do it. And it showed up in June, and I had spin shoes that fit because um, I also ride outside. She did not. The shoes that came were too small. So I actually got on the bike first, which kind of bummed for her. But <laughs> I got on the bike first. And uh, my first ride was actually with Leanne. I did the Brits first because they had the live classes at six in the morning Pacific time. Makes sense. Makes sense. And then, uh, you know, it was like Kendall and Olivia. And then I found a Power Zone class. And literally the next class I took was the FDP test. So, you jumped <laughs> you right all, in. I jumped, <laughs> yeah, I, I jumped right I'm, I'm a little crazy like that. And so I, I got into the Power Zone stuff pretty seriously. And that's where I do most of my stuff. But, you know, I like to get out and about in the, in the Peloton universe. And I discovered more of a strength. The hard part about that was as hard as it was to get a Peloton early in the pandemic, 
it was harder to get weights. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I found a set of weights. Like I got the last one and, I, and they came in pieces and like half the weights just got lost in transit, which basically means like a UPS driver just decided he was going to take them home or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. But Sell they, them on Craigslist. sold them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so finally, you know, and it took about five or six months to get a full set of weights and then it started doing the strength stuff. And my wife is doing this too. But our entire lives changed for the better because I'm an early morning person. I would get up a little before six. I'd do my ride, stretch, take a shower. She'd get up. We would, in the pandemic, we were giving the kids breakfast and I would take off. She would handle the first hour of school. And we were very fortunate we had someone help us when they were learning from home. Oh, great. Come in because my wife is now a producer on The Bachelor. Ooh. So she has, yeah. And I can't tell you anything because it's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, two things. I don't actually know anything. Uh-huh. And I know little, she, she'll, I don't know anything because she doesn't tell me anything and I'm not interested. And if I knew anything, they would basically own me and my heirs for the rest of eternity. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. Um, but, you know, obviously she has a lot of responsibilities and editors calling into her. And so her life went from in the four times, as we call it, she would take them to school. She would go to the gym. She'd have to wait like 20 minutes for the class to start. She'd take the class. She'd take a shower. She'd go home. They live in Los Angeles and going home, this is a two and a quarter mile drive, maybe. But at that hour, could take 25 minutes. Huh. Yeah, I was like, I know L.A. is notorious for... Well, on this particular one, we are sort of off of a cut-through. And, and so she would get home at 10 o'clock and be right into it. And now I take the kids to school on my way to work, having worked out already. She can have a little bit of coffee in her, which is really important for world peace. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she gets on the bike and does her thing. You know, she does rides one day and strength the next. And, and she deal with editors while she's on the bike texting and then gets off. And at nine o'clock, she's ready to go. And one of the things about the pandemic, you know, a lot of people working from home, a lot of editors have scattered. So there are people in different time zones working at different times and she can connect with them at different times. And so they don't have to wait for her and it's become much more efficient. We're not spending money going back and forth to and from the gym or trying to find a class that meets the schedule. And I belong to Equinox. I guess I can say that. I like Equinox a lot. I, you know, I'm friends with the woman who is still there and it's a really good gym and they have great instruction, but it's doesn't make any sense anymore. Right. It, yeah. it does, and she was doing a lot of indoor spinning there. She did that. She's a swimmer at heart and she did the Alcatraz swim. Oh, cool. Oh, that's yeah. that's not, yeah. not because she was like blocked up there or anything, but <laughs> well, she had to be um, pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> no. She, you know, but, but you know, they have these Alcatraz swims and she did it and it was, but she did a lot of the cardio training on the bike. Every Sunday, she would go and do ocean swims down, you know, in Manhattan Beach. Later, finding out she was right near a, a great white shark nursery. She told her friends not to tell her about sharks until after the Alcatraz swim, and they made the mistake of telling her the night before. So she, <laughs> oh, that was no mistake. No. That was no mistake. They, were all, they all got together. They were like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's oh, what we're going to do. That's mean. Um, so she did not sleep well the night before the swim, but you know it all worked out. But she really felt like this the indoor cycling helped her with her endurance. And now she's also completely into power zone and, and using that to build her base so that when she can go back to swimming, which she does want to do at some point, you know, she hasn't lost that cardiovascular ability because she did go back to swimming a little bit this summer and then you know, backed off as everything 
went to hell again. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, the Pel- Peloton is great for that. There's so many triathletes that we've met through Peloton that they train so much on Peloton. I mean, I've met so many great people, Chris Galland and Chrissy Blackwood and um, Tracy Palman. They all were like huge in- factors in me uh, being part of the Atlantic City Half Ironman. I was I did a relay there. I did not do the full thing, just to be clear. But I did do the running portion of it and on a team. And it, it was so fun. And I wouldn't have done any of that if I hadn't met so many great people who do that. And I stood at the finish line and waited. He did. Let's and it was in that. the rain. It was in the rain. So. So. Yeah. Well, that was really hard. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get a medal? No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's really helpful. I mean, and I used to bike outside a lot, you know, way back when I did the California age ride twice, which is San Francisco to LA at seven days. And, and oh, uh, wow. There's a, there's a bit of climbing involved, but you know, it's all the doable pace and everything pretty much taken care of for you, but you have to have done a fair amount of training. And I remember doing that. And when I was first training, I was doing spinning and I came back and I was telling the woman who's teaching a class, I can tell the difference because I have so much more power and reserve. It's not that I was a lot faster. It's just that if I needed to push it, all of a sudden I could. And same thing, I went mountain biking with a friend. I'm not mountain biker by any stretch, but I had the same thing around a steep hill and I could just gun it up and get where I had to go. So that was really real advantage of indoor cycling. Yeah. I was going to say real quick, I had a similar experience. I not to biking for seven days. Like that's, we all know just, that didn't happen. Clear. But, <laughs> but like we did a walk, like a five mile hike on, New, on New Year's Eve. That's true. Because it was like 70 degrees here. Yeah. And like the last time we did something like that, that you tricked me into, <laughs> like it was like, holy cow, I could barely do it. And this time it was like no big deal because I've been doing the tonal. Yeah. And it was like, even though I haven't necessarily been training for endurance per se, but I haven't exercising. It was like, it was totally different. Yeah. That's true. We actually, my wife and I, well, and the kids, we went into the tonal store in the Century City Mall. It's like, this looks really cool, and I have no place to put it. Oh. We can afford to buy a tonal. It's the other house that we have to buy. To Gotta get rid it. of that dry erase board. <laughs> That's at work. <laughs> I'm not putting a tonal in at work. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nor should or you. Or building the addition or something like that. You know, it's... it's yeah, I like that a lot. But you know. that is one of the good things about the Midwest is yes. that you get a lot more bang for your buck in your houses. Yeah, so we, we have so much space. Yeah, in the Midwest in general. And yeah, if you saw our house compared to what we paid for it, compared to what it would cost where you're at, yeah, like you, oh, we couldn't afford our house. Yeah, in, in I don't think I could have afforded my house what it is now when I bought it almost 20 years ago. So wow, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. In one place for 20 years. I hate moving, but you know. <laughs> I don't blame you. Neither. So, Anyway, the Peloton experience completely changed how we deal with it and made life a lot easier and got me back into cycling because I had not, you know, I did the indoor cycling. I got trained as an instructor by a, at this gym called Bodies in Motion, which actually an LA-based gym that really made its bones as a boxing gym, ironically enough. And they had these guys who were pretty serious, like boxers and kickboxers doing the training. And then when they moved from this little tiny storefront and uh, near my work to a bigger place with the bikes i got on the bike and i liked the cycling and the guy who started the program was a cyclist and so the classes sort of made sense for someone who biked outside and what happened over time i thought i felt what it's worth that and i don't mean to disparage aerobics instructors some of my best friends are aerobics instructors (laughs) but we got a lot of aerobics instructors on bikes 
who were just spinning their, their oh, feet yeah. really fast with no resistance. There was no physiological benefit to it. And it was hard on your joints and it didn't feel like something that was worthwhile. And at the time, I did not have kids. And so I could go outside. And so I rode outside. And uh, when the Peloton came, I thought, well, I'll try it. And then I just sort of got sucked into it because there's, you know, especially with Power Zone, I'm a Power Zone guy, but, you know, people can do whatever they want. The thing about Power Zone is there actually is a plan and a, a concept that you can follow. And if I want to, I can take another class and I can make it a power zone class or I can do the classes queued. I mean, that's the thing that people forget is like people are saying stuff, but they can't see you and you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? This is America. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. And that's why most of the instructors will say, like, it's your ride. You do you. And you can absolutely do that. And the same thing with people who train via heart rate, heart rate zone training. You know, you can make any class into a heart rate zone you, class. You don't have to have somebody cueing you on that. But don't you think that people who are less comfortable like there are certain people who are less comfortable making those choices for themselves like they want somebody to cue them because they're not confident like you've had you've been an instructor you've had you know spinning classes taught to you then you learned how to do spinning and you've done all this outdoor writing but people who they're brand new to all of this i'm sure that feels overwhelming to do i think that that's part of it and i think there are a couple of things one is I rode in college, my wife swam in college, and we both have the same feeling about this stuff is people tend to not understand that they can probably go harder, that their mind tells them to stop before they really have to. And now that doesn't mean it isn't uncomfortable and difficult and all that, but people left to their own devices probably won't work as hard as they can and get as much as they could out of it. And there's, that's the argument for listen to the instructors, take the cues. That said, you know, when someone says go to 40 resistance at, at 100 RPMs, I think for me, that's just because of how my bike is, that's kind of close to a warm up. It's a little more than that. But for some other people, that's like, holy cow, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, there's a disconnect there and people have to understand it's like, it's okay if it's different for you. And the thing I like about Power Zone is you have sort of a, an objective measure of what you can do that tells you where your exertion is. Absolutely. Um, And again, don't have to do it, but it's a really handy tool to have so that, and I can know like if I'm doing a ride and I feel like, well, this should be easy and it's not, that tells me something. It's like, okay, I need more sleep or I need to take a day off the bike. All those things are feedback to me because I have this metric that I can, can live by. That's really valuable to me. Again, your mileage may vary. (laughs) <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so the power zone challenges, do you create your own? I do the power zone challenges. I'm on a team. The bun is light year. It's <laughs> a space team challenge this time. And I really love it. And, you know, you connect with all these people. And, you know, I've heard other people talk about how they really become connected and friends with people in these groups. And I completely see it. My daughter's selling Girl Scout cookies and some of my teammates have bought Girl Scout cookies from her. So... That is all good. You know, it's a really nice community and a supportive community that tells people, you know, great, you did great. Or if you can't do it, that's okay too. You know, you've got it. The first and foremost thing is take care of yourself. And if anything, there are two things I'd like to come out of this pandemic. One is if you're sick, stay home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's number one. And number two is take care of yourself, right? Do the thing you need to do to take care of yourself. You know, take a day off or whatever, take a bath, whatever it is that you need, 
you should do that. And, you know, part of it for me, because it's always been important to me, is the working out. But, you know, and I've discovered this more lately, rest is important too. Mm -hmm. And I get into a pattern where I do something every day and I'm on the bike, even if it's an easy ride every day. And there's sometimes I actually need to just not clip in. That's important. So I have a slogan for your team. <laughs> oh, geez. To infinity and beyond. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's genius and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna like as soon as we get done you're gonna be like on your group text hey guys i can do it right now yeah. <laughs> i had an idea oh no i am big on credit I, <laughs> I guess in your in that line of work and with what your wife does like, like that's yeah. it's for the best yeah, you don't want you don't want to get the, the intellectual property lawsuits no no, <laughs> no. so um, do you all right now you said that peloton kind of has pulled you back to outdoor writing. Are you doing that now? Well, I mean, Peloton actually, it made my outdoor writing better having not done it for years. The thing that stopped me from writing outdoors is having twins. Sure. And, you know, they do different things on weekends, much as we with the boy and the girl. So much as we like them to do exactly the same thing and make our lives easy, they have not chosen to do that for us. <laughs> so, you know, we're sort of pulled in different directions. So when I want to do a ride... This is all because I want to do a, a century ride in Solvang in March. So I'm training for that. And the reality is because the base I have with Peloton, I need about four or five rides outside. I need to build up, you know, I did a 24 mile ride last week. You know, I'll do a 40 or 45 mile ride with a lot of climbing in it. I'm trying to do it this weekend, but again, the schedule is tough. And if I can do that and another couple of rides and then at the end, like a 70 mile ride, I'm ready. Okay. Now, now, are you part of the Road Riders group as well? I have joined the Road Riders group. Thank you for having him on because I was trying to find that and there it was. So I'm now, part of that. I'm now part of that group, although I have not taken advantage of it. And really the thing I'd like to know ultimately is, you know, are there people who are doing rides around Los Angeles? Yes. Like, the answer is yes. They're absolutely. So I got to you know, hook up with that. But I have very specific timing and places. I It's hard for me to do things with other people, not because I'm a misanthrope, but mostly because just a really tight schedule to, to get stuff done. Totally. Um, get that. It's probably faster than driving. <laughs> uh, it can be. So I live up in the hills. And when I was working at Fox, occasionally I would bike to work. And that involved climbing up a god-awful steep hill very fast, about six tenths of a mile. And it was about a 10, 12% grade, which is burning out my lungs. And then it was downhill all the way to the Fox lot. And then... That goes through the day, and then around six o'clock, I say, I'm almost time to go home. It's like, oh crap, I have to climb back up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly where my mind started. I was like, but well, you got to do that. Back, it's, about, it's about a five mile. The Santa Monica Mountains got cut through. They separate the west side from the Santa Fernando Valley, and it's about a five mile incline on the west, from the west side to the top, and only two miles from the valley. So that was not fun. Plus, I live on a hill, so no matter what I do, the last three tenths of a mile are hideous climb. And so that wasn't as much fun. So I didn't do it that often, but I did do it. And yes, that I wasn't, it wasn't slower than taking the car. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, yeah. I bet. Hopefully there's showers. Yeah, work. I know. I was there, like... there was, I, they only, I would only do it if there was a shower. There was a shower at work. That's so... One of the nice things about being on a, on a film lot is you have stuff like that available. So, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. We, 
Yeah. That's another thing I've always wanted here in the Midwest. We don't have anything like that. There's yeah. Nothing, there's they nothing discourage like showers. Shower at all? Yeah, we, we have don't showers. showers. We don't have showers at work. There's very few companies that have. We little... have like those old timey uh, flower waters <laughs> on a string. When we just pull it. <laughs> like in Ma and Pa Kettle movies. Yeah. Dating myself. Yeah. yeah, you are. <laughs> no, I'm older than he is. So, uh... Yes, but he's the one referencing it. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. So, yeah, I mean, I, I stopped because, it, and like when my wife was doing the Alcatraz training every Sunday, she would get up early and go. And so that, you know, no matter what, I, so I had the kids for that morning. And so we sort of are very focused on when we do stuff like that because, it's a lot to put on the other person. Absolutely. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. So before we started recording, you were talking about uh, your affinity for donating blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I started when I was in Rhode Island. I went to I went to Browns. I lived in Providence for, for a long time. And, and I got out and I lived about three blocks from a grocery store, which kind of had a mall. It was like a grocery store and three other shops is a precursor of the modern kind of mall. I think there was like a radio shack and the Rhode Island blood center put something in there. And so I started donating blood and cause it was easy. And at the time I was working at night, so I could just go there every day, every eight weeks I'd go there and, and donate blood easy. It, you know, it's a good thing to do. I think by the time I left there, I donated about two or three gallons. I've lost track. Whoa. So that's, that's a lot. You know, each, each donation is about a pint. So eight donations to a gallon and, and uh, then I moved out to LA and I was in business school and I really couldn't do it. And then I got out and it turns out I was living not too far from the American Red Cross and started giving there. And I probably gave another three or so gallons you know, while I was living in that space. And then I got, again, became more convenient UCLA my, where I went to business school, opened a blood center and I started going there and I've given about two and a half gallons there. And I just try and go as often as I can. The difficult thing is they're open during the day. And so if you're working during the day, getting out and doing it is, is tough. And Saturdays yeah. are tough because, you know, kids don't just want to sit at home all the time. But I try and get it. And the nice thing about the pandemic, again, I was working from home a lot and I could just go down there and, and donate at lunch. So, you know, right now, there's a huge blood shortage because of the pandemic. Right. And I would say that it's a little bit of time. You get juice and cookies. I mean, what's not to like, right? Um, <laughs> the needle, the needle in your arm, John. Oh, <laughs> I actually ah. don't mind with our with all the Moderna booster stuff we've done. Yeah. I've given so much blood so, this year. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I've gotten past it, but you're, it is an amazing thing. Absolutely. So was there something that like that pulled you to that or it was just like it was right there and you were like, why not? And then it became a thing. Yeah, I think it was sort of the why not of it all. It's like, yeah, I knew it was a good thing to do. It was at first it was super convenient. And then it became like, this is something I can do that is virtually no cost to me. I'm not losing money. Yeah, I might read a book or watch a TV show in the interim, but it's just not that big a deal. And, you know, if enough people do it, it makes a huge cumulative difference in the health outcomes in an area. And there's always a shortage of blood. I mean, always. And it's just more exacerbated now because of the pandemic. And, you know, people who are afraid to go in and donate or unable to go in and donate. So I just think, you know, I mean, all of the people, you know, giving up a kidney or, or something like that, that's insane to me. I have incredible regard for them. This feels like cheating. It's like, a, you know, no big deal. You're like, I'll get the blood back. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, it will come back eventually. Yeah. If not, yeah. when you cut yourself shaving, air would come out by now. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's true. And I would look a little more pallid. So. <laughs> well, I think that you're selling yourself short. I think it's amazing that you've done that because you didn't do it once or twice. You've done it yeah. uh, over years and you've done it consistently. How many gallons did you say altogether? I, I'm guessing it's around eight. So eight to ten. So if you ever need blood. Do they put you at the front of the line? Do you get like a special so. card? No, I don't. Five subway sandwiches. If I need blood, I just have to hope other people. Have <laughs> so we should all give blood because then we can at least ensure that you will have blood when you need blood. He's playing the odds. He's given so much blood. If he ever needs blood, he'll probably get his own back. <laughs> well, it depends on the timing. Like if I get in an accident on the way back from giving blood, that's more likely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Endeavoring not to do that. Good, so. good. Yes. We we want you to not get in an accident. Period. At any yes. time. <laughs> also, it's a cost saving measure if you're looking to get liquored up. <laughs> you don't need as much. True. I mean, <laughs> can I say for the record that I'm pretty much of a lightweight even before I've donated blood. <laughs> well. You know, yeah. Generally, if I'm drinking, I'm I'm at home, and then it's just like all I have to do is make it down the hall. So yeah, yeah. As opposed to get in the car, it's a lot so. safer that way. So that's good. Even when my wife and I go out, when you know, when we have someone to watch the kids, she is a designated drinker. So. <laughs> It used to be like that at our house. <laughs> I was the designated drinker. <laughs> I just don't drink that much anymore. And yeah, we don't no. go out because of the pandemic. Yeah, so. we haven't been, been out like that in a long time. We have not. My, nice thing about LA is there are a lot of places where you can eat outdoors. So we yes. managed to to do that and have outdoor dining. And it's we're in the, the throes of winter now, so it's a little chilly. Um, Stop. Yeah. Well, no, you laugh, but it was 48 degrees this morning. It was I, nine here. Yeah. It was nine. I went to high school in Minnesota. I know what cold is. Okay. I, know what cold. <laughs> but I also know that if it's 60 degrees and windy and you're sitting outside, it's that's cold. true. No, that, that is, is true. true. That is absolutely yeah. true. So, you know, and no one in Minnesota would be stupid enough to sit outside when it's, you know, well, for them, 40 degrees and windy. Yes. Yeah, that's shorts weather there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know. So, what's your leaderboard name? My leaderboard name is—it's highly imaginative. It's Twins Dad Encino. Okay, okay. I live in Encino, and, and you I'm have twins. twins. Dad. I had a lot of thought into that. I just want you to know. Okay. Um, Did it take you a couple hours to come up with it? (laughs) (laughs) It's actually my second leaderboard. I had another leaderboard name I didn't like, and I just went to Twins Dad. And I keep thinking, I actually have a name I'd like to go to, but Peloton doesn't have enough characters for it. Oh, that's frustrating. I have 15 characters for leaderboard names. I need 18, because otherwise it becomes like a jumble of no vowels. Yeah. But my idea was to be the Dread Parent Roberts. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) By golly, if they got 18 characters and someone else gets it, I'm going to (laughs) be... I, every once in a while, I think of, of going on the OPP and, and suggesting. I was like, no, no, I think that's. I mean, you're just asking to get yeah, yelled at. I, I, I don't even know what they would be mad about, but I know they'd be mad. Yes. So I yeah. don't do it. Don't do it, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to request it, though, you can go to the support page at Peloton and they have like a little section that is for people to to suggest things. So you can oh, suggest okay. it there. You don't have to do it on the OPP and get yelled at. 
All right. That's a good idea because I think, you know, friends don't let friends go to OPP. I, um, I think that should be a slogan. Yes. <laughs> so do you have a preferred instructor? I mean, I do a lot of Matt Wilper stuff because, of course, he's so dominant in Power Zone. Sure. It sort of depends on my mood. Like, for the Power Zone, I'm generally a Matt or Dennis guy. Sometimes I, I want to go with Christine. And sometimes in challenges, you have choices, and I'll just look at the music. There was one time I was looking at this, and I, I thought, well, maybe I'll take Ben's class. And I said, I just don't want to hear Eye of the Tiger again, um, <laughs> because my son is very into it, and we hear it a lot in the house. So sometimes that's the turning factor. But, you know, if I want a chill ride, I might go with Emma. You know, different instructors have different strengths. I mean, like Emma and Dennis, I think, are the people who are most plugged into music sort of organically. I don't know all the instructors really well. But those two, I get that sense, and it's fun because they really get into the music they're playing. And, uh, you know, Olivia, if you just want to get your rear kicked, Olivia and Kendall are good for that. And, you know, I looked at my history, and I started with the Ritz, and then I took a class with Jen, and then took a class with Kendall, and then Olivia, and I was doing that. And then I think it was Christine for Power Zone, and then I got into the whole Power Zone world, and, you know. Never been sucked out since. So. <laughs> hey, whatever works for you. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Well, I think it's the, that should be the mantra. All times, whatever works for you. Absolutely. Right? It, it, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any advice for people just entering the world of Peloton? Well, I probably did it wrong. I'm just going to say that. I mean, people say, you know, take the intro classes. And I didn't do that. And part of it's like, I've done spinning before. I know how to do this. I, you know, I know about form. I know about pedal strokes and all that stuff. And there's a little bit of arrogance in that, but it's kind of true. And so I didn't want to do that and make it feel like it was too easy. But like, if you're just getting started, do the beginning stuff. Take different instructors. Don't burn yourself out. That's a key thing. And get into some of the other stuff. Like the strengths program is really good. And find the instructors you like. I really like Cali for strengths. I kind of like Selena because I found a really cool stretch she does with opera, right? It's a really great stretch. And then I took a strength class with her and I thought, you know, you seem like a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not so much. And yoga, I mean, I've gotten really into yoga stuff, really more related to counteract all the stuff that the biking does. But I think the yoga instructors are really good. And, you know, if you join a group, they're a resource because, you know, all those people, if you have 20, you know, if you have, I don't know how many hundred people are in my Power Zone Pack team, they're all resources. And between them, they've taken everyone and done everything, right? And ask questions. Like, people are very happy to give you advice or information in those forums. Yep. Not the OPP, but, you know, the, you know, whether it's the, you know, the breakthrough crew or hardcore, which, uh, you know, scares me. I haven't gotten into that because those people scare me a little bit, <laughs> but, you know, they're all actually really eager to help and get people get the most out of, of what they've gotten in their, in their home. Yeah, absolutely. That is excellent advice. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we let you go, remind everybody where they can find you if you would like to be found. Well, I'm Twins Dad and Sino on the leaderboard and on Twitter, and I don't talk about Peloton or fitness stuff on Twitter, and I might alienate people with what I do talk about, but it's uh, JRA81. LA, I think I, you know, I, I don't remember what it's called. I think you're following me, Tom, and you can find me. Um, <laughs> so just ask Tom how to follow John. Just, just ask Tom. <laughs> that's, and yeah, that's leave the Facebook 
stuff to, you know, for the kid picks and, picks and personal stuff. So totally. totally. I get that. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes that sense. Off, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you it. for having me and have a good evening. And I'm glad everyone's feeling better. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Another fun interview. If you guys watch the show Fixer Upper, you might recognize the name Clint Harp. He is a huge Peloton fan, and we were lucky enough to sit down with him and talk about all things Peloton and some fun stories from yeah. how he met the Gaines. He, he was a blast. So <laughs> He really was. Um, so until next week, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe and they can find me on Instagram, Twitter and the Peloton leaderboard yes. at Clip Out Crystal. There you go. On episode 254. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group and also don't forget our YouTube channel YouTube.com slash The Clip Out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in and until next time, keep pedaling. And running.